You're now listening to Empty Opinions with Eladi Polanco. Hey, whoa, the beat already started. It's so soon. Um, Jack Harlow type beat produced by Xavier, the producer. Uh, beat is called Synthetic with a dollar sign for the essence. Okay. Alright, let me see if I can hit the Jack Harlow flow. It is very unique. You don't know it. You don't know who Jack Harlow is, so then you're missing out. He's a great artist. Everybody should check him out. Ooh, yeah. If I would have caught that flow right there, that would have gone insane. Yeah, but sometimes I gotta admit, sometimes I cannot catch a flow. Oh, wait, yes, I did. I just caught it right now. Everybody going so wild. I don't know why people tell me that my dreams cannot be accomplished. I don't know why that is such a common thing. People put each other down like it's fucking dogs out of it. Uh, you know what? Those shelters. Yeah. If I would have completed that line, that shit would have been hard. Hard like fucking steel. Yeah. You know, I'm still the best in the world. No one can compete. You know that I'm the best. So you're the one they'll see. Yeah, you know that they'll see. Oh, we. I don't know what the fuck I'm rapping about. I just know that I'm trying to go out and trying to say a lot of super shit that nobody can think. Everybody talking all that shit like they really know me when you really don't know me at all. People don't me. Yeah, people don't know me at all. People don't even act like adults, or they be like grown ass people, they be like 30 years old. Yeah, what the fuck is he doing, bro? Become a little mature, I don't know what you want, I'm just being for sure. I'm just telling you for sure that I know I'm the best in this world, and nobody can compete. Tell another podcast is better than me. I'm going wait, oh yeah, none, none exists. Yeah, um, let me do it. I don't know what's going nowhere, chopped and screwed and going north, all these people showing off, yeah, now my voice is modulated, feel like going devastated, all you people understating, you are understating what the fuck my flow is, yeah, all you bitches are hoes, yeah, alright, wow, I didn't expect it to end like that, but that's it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Empty Opinions with Eladio Polanco. My name is Eladio Polanco, as you may know. And what is this podcast? Well, funny you should ask. This podcast is a pop culture, conversation, and comedy-driven podcast where I, I messed that up. Let me go again. What is this podcast? This podcast is a comedy, pop culture, and conversation-driven show where I, you know, aim to enlighten and entertain the guests by providing a different a sort of perspectives around the world that's only when i have guests on when it's just me i'll talk about my random shit that i want to talk about yeah there you go that's a podcast you know what i mean i don't know why it's so hard for me to like be specific with what this podcast is about i don't know what that's about because like i guess it's hard for me to explain it really because i don't really know what it i mean it's just me talking at the end of the day it's just me doing what i was already doing without without a camera and a microphone. You know what I mean? I've been always talking to people about interesting topics, getting them started on what they find interesting, and then asking questions. That's really what I love to do. So now I guess I'm just recording that. Um, and ranting. I mean, I love ranting. And I think there's going to be some sort of ranting on this episode. Hopefully, that's the best I can offer. Um, yeah, that's what the podcast is. And just, just you know, this does not waste no more fucking time. You know what I mean? Let's jump right through the shits. 
So I have a fucking update with my ex. Um, you know, it's interesting because the way this podcast even started was because of my ex. Because I was just like, I needed something to do after we had kind of broken up. You know what I mean? I was just like, shit, I mean, I what the fuck do I do now? Because I was spending, because that was during the summer, like around July. And I had, that's all I was doing was really hanging out with my ex. So then I'm like, okay, well. I gotta do something now. I mean, I'm fucking bored. And so I decided to start the podcast. And ever since then, you know, it kind of stopped a while ago. I think the episode was said maybe moving on. That was the last episode that I talked about my ex. Because I think at that point I had kind of really moved on. And you can listen to that episode. I don't remember what, which episode number that was. But that's the title, maybe moving on. You can listen to that one. But, yeah, so, you know, in case you don't know, I'm not going to give a whole background. Some fucked up shit that happened with the girl. This girl was dating. We jumped in feet first into a relationship that probably shouldn't have started that soon. And especially considering she had not really broken up with her ex, with her ex. So, you know, that made things complicated when the ex showed up back again. Um, So, yeah, I guess after that happened, I kind of harbored some sort of resentment towards her. And I mean, at least for a while, and then I kind of stopped. But at first, I was truly angry with her, decided not to speak with her. I had this rule that I wasn't going to say hi or bye or nothing, just wasn't going to talk to her at all. Um, You know, and that's, you know, and at a certain point, you know, at first it was kind of awkward, but uh, for everybody involved. But after a while, like that awkwardness kind of stopped. And um, I decided to, you know, keep on doing that but it didn't bother me anymore so I was just kind of fine with it I was just dealing with it um so so that that's what's been happening but the other day uh you know funny enough she apologized she what and here's and here's exactly what it was it was so random it was like a thing of like I was not expecting it she was like can I see you for a second I was like yeah sure and, um, you know, I don't know what's going on at this point. I'm thinking like, you know, I overthink a lot. So in my wildest imaginations, I'm just, I'm just thinking like, oh, it's going to be like, um, like she's going to, uh, like the wildest thing for me will be like, what if she like says something about our past, like our relationship, that'd be wild, but most likely no, she's going to need my help moving boxes somewhere. Um, but no, it turns out she apologized. She was like, hey, since we're alone, I just wanted to say um, I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, you know, and that was kind of it. Like she kept just saying the same thing and didn't see what she was apologizing for. But, you know, the apology took me aback a little bit. But then, you know, I, I was just kind of like still like, OK, yeah, OK, I I accept it. I get, well, in reality, I just said, OK. And that was it. So I was like, it wasn't even really accepted. I was like, okay. And then kind of kept moving on. And when that happened, I was just saying like, okay, she apologized. I'm just going to, you know, keep acting the same way because this changes nothing. Right. And then I started to think about the apology itself and what that means. And I was just thinking like, what the fuck is the point of apologies? You know what I mean? Like I I was thinking about, because, you know, I would say she really hurt me right on a, on a, on a personal level. Um, Right. And that was like a couple of months ago. And I was just thinking like, okay, that was like four months ago, let's say. And she apologized at like four months later after everything has happened. What does that do? Like I was just thinking about what does that apology do besides just relieving that person's ego? 
that's really what an apology does. That's it. It really doesn't, I mean, it doesn't f- change anything that happened in the past. And after it's been such a while, like, you kind of just get used to the way things are. So the only thing that it did for me, that apology, was just reopened his wound that was nearly closed. Like, it reopened it fully. And I didn't realize, I didn't realize how much it opened the wound until like a week later, or like a couple of days later. Now it's just like, keep thinking about it. I keep thinking about it. It like couldn't escape my mind. Right. And then I finally see her again. And I think all those pent up emotions that I thought had been closed off for a month, for months ago, kind of harbored and came back, came back to the surface. And then I'm just like, yeah, I got to talk to her. Cause it's like, now I have to, because if she, why the fuck would she apologize to me? Now I have to talk to you about this shit because like you just reopened his wound again and now you know in the in the beginning I, I had all these emotions but i didn't really want to talk to you about them right i just wanted to leave it alone and try to move on um and i was successfully on my way there i was so close and then she just apologized out of nowhere and i'm just like fuck now everything's back you know now i'm anxious again now i'm like overthinking shit now i'm like going crazy now i have to talk to you so i figured so i caught her uh, doing something, I was like, all right, we need to talk, right, and, um, but pretty much here's how the conversation went, I just said, what, what was the first thing I said, I was like, what did you apologize for, that was the first thing, because when she apologized to me, she never said why, or I'm not, she just said, I'm sorry, and apologized, right, and I'm like, I'm asking, what, what did you apologize for, and then she, we started talking, and she said, well, I mean, I kind of froze when I told, when I apologized to you. Um, so I couldn't, I, like, for some reason, I couldn't say why. Because, you know, when you do an apology, you're supposed to say why you're apologizing for. But I guess she said she just froze, right? But then she started explaining the whole thing that happened. And the reason I asked her, like, why did she apologize to me? I just wanted to hear from her. Because, I mean, I already knew why you would apologize, you know? Obviously for hurting me and doing all that fuck shit you did, Right? That's why she would apologize. But I wanted to hear her say it. And to my surprise, she was pretty on point with why she would be apologizing. And then here's the thing. She drops this little fucking nugget right here. Because this whole time, she's like doing all this shit. I mean, if you listen to the podcast in the early episodes, I talk about all this, everything that she did. But she was doing these little shits when I'm just like, yeah, I mean, the same person will read this as she doesn't like me and I should stop talking to her. You know what I mean? And, uh, and that's what I did because I just saw action after action of that, of explaining that. And I was just like, okay, yeah, that's, I mean, what else could it mean? It can't mean anything else. So I did stop, and, I did stop talking to her and stop, like started trying to move on because I felt like, yeah, um, I'm, uh, what is it? Like, yeah, she doesn't like me. So why the fuck would I be stuck on her? Right? Like, that's just what happens. Um, but then she drops this little, this little nugget. I was like, you know, I still like you. I'm like, wait, 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 hold on a second. Whoa, stop, stop the press, stop the tracks right there. What do you mean you like me? And then apparently she just broke down everything that happened and why she did everything that she did, which the reason was, she said, the reason she was acting so cold towards me and kind of pushing me away was because she said, I was too stubborn to hear her when she was saying that she still liked me and that I just needed to give her space because she was really stressed and she didn't want to p- 
put me in the middle of her drama with her ex. Um, which, uh, you know, if I think back, I'm pretty sure she said that multiple times. But I was just so stubborn. I was just like, man, fuck him. I don't give a fuck about your ex. I don't care. And um, apparently what she's saying is that she was doing that to, like, push me out of the situation because she didn't want me in the middle of the drama. And also because I was just so stubborn that something truly horrible could have happened. She kind of suggested to the fact that he was crazy and that, like, and I said, wait, what are you, are you trying to say? Like, he would have fucking shot me or something? And then she kind of said, I don't know. He was crazy. And I'm like, well, okay. Like, at that moment, I'm like, because, yeah, because when it was happening, when the ex was coming back into her life, I was just, like, fully on protector mode. I was in fucking machismo mode. I was just like, man, fuck this motherfucker. I don't care what he does. I don't care. They, I don't care. You know, I'll fucking fight him. I don't give a fuck. Fuck him. Like, I was just, you know, it was a very strong emotions towards him. But when she said that he could have possibly fucking shot me because I was so stubborn and wouldn't, and he would, like, see me as some, you know, that he was crazy, I was just like... And that's why she had to be cold towards me and, like, push me away. I just had to believe it at that point. And, look, here's the thing. Like, uh, and yeah, here's the thing, right? And, uh, well, let me finish the story before I get into this. But I think from when we talked, to me, the way I read it, and maybe that's how I just wanted to read it in the first place, and that may, might be me falling into the same trap again, but... She seemed genuine and she seemed genuine and then she did seem like she still liked me and that that was the reason why she tried to push me away was because she liked me and didn't want me to get in the middle of this horrible drama that was happening in her life. And because I was so stubborn, I wouldn't have learned any other way. So, and that's, she's saying pretty much that's what she did, all the weird stuff that happened. And she did, I mean, she did apologize and say, yeah, um, I know, I knew I shouldn't have jumped into a relationship with this guy still with what was happening with my ex still fresh which you know obviously that's obvious you know she didn't admit that then you know it might be something wrong with her but she said all this and you know i gotta be honest man i believed her i believed every single thing that she said and look this might be me wanting to believe all this shit really badly right because you know at the end of the day i did like her very much um and i thought we had a great thing going until he came back so, you know, I might be gullible here, you know, but I did believe it. And that's the thing now that I'm struggling with, because now we're cool. Now we're talking. Now we're fine. We're texting each other. And, and the first thing we establish is that we are just going to be friends, right? Like we, I just wanted to be her friend again and we'll just start there and maybe like, you know, maybe it could go somewhere after that. But right now we were focused on our friendship that's what she said. I mean, she even suggested we could start dating even now, which I was like blown away. I'm like, what? Really? Because I really thought she didn't, you know, you know, an hour before I just thought she completely didn't like me. So it was weird. Um, but yeah, we are cool now. But yeah, now we're just focusing on our friendship. And I was thinking about this, right? I was thinking like women, man, women are crazy because women will tell you women have a way of convincing you into believing a lot of shit. Like they just know how to tell you the right things to make you believe it. Now, are they being truthful or are they not? It's so hard to tell with women, man. You really can't tell if they're just telling you what you want to hear or if they're telling you the truth. Um, so right now I'm just being, you know, 
I'm back talking to her again. I harbor, like, I kind of just dropped the whole, like, ignore her thing. I'm not going to try to be, like, that anymore with her. But I do have in the back of my mind the thing of, like, is this real? Like, is, this, is she just telling me what I want to hear? And, you know, it's, it's I don't want to believe that, right? Like, that's obviously I don't want to believe that. But it's just something that has to be in the back of my head because now I have to be cautious because I don't want to be hurt that bad again. So... That's right now where I'm at with her. We're really just friends right now. Uh, friends that like each other. And that's the other thing. I never thought that... For some reason, I never believed that... Like, my whole life growing up. I never... Whenever people would tell me... Oh, I like him and she likes me. No, wait. What? Yeah. I, oh, like, I would talk to a guy or a girl. And she would be like... Um, oh, I like him and she and he likes me. But I don't... But we're not going to be together. Like, I always found that stupid. I was like... To me, it's simple. It's like, if you like her and he likes you, I don't, I'm getting my fucking m m pronouns, you know, pronouns wrong. But I'm just saying, like, if one person likes another and the other person likes you, there's no excuse why you should be together. Like, I will be that simple-minded. Like, I will see that in such a simplistic way of me, like, just be together if you both like each other and fuck everything else. But, you know, I'm starting to see that there are a, little, a lot of, like deeper stuff that is happening that happens in relationships that it's not as easy as just saying that right it's not as easy as just saying no i like you you like me we're together now no it's a little bit more complicated than that sometimes that's not what you should do i mean in this case i'm just noticing that i think we're just going to be friends we should just be friendly for now uh, at least until i completely regain regain trust and kind of like you know lose all the hurt that i have uh because right now that's really what it is um, and I have so much shit going on in my life right now that I don't think it's going to be difficult to keep a healthy distance between us because before we would just indulge in each other. Like we would see each other literally every day for multiple hours. And I think that had to do with being the summer too. Like what the fuck else was I doing during the summer? Nothing really. But now, you know, I have classes, I have the podcast, I have an internship, I have the job, like all this shit is happening. I feel like I am going to be able to keep a healthy distance between us. Um, so yeah, that's uh, the X update, X update, X update. Is there a sound effect? Um, um, no, there's not. X update, X update. That's what this is about, right? Um, yeah, that's what. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what's been going on with my ex. I just had to, you know, vent a little bit about that and have to, and you know, for the people who have been listening to this podcast since the beginning, the three of you, um, I very much appreciate you, and I just want to keep you informed as well. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to keep everybody who's listening or watching you know, in on the leap of my, in on the loop of my life. Cause you know, that's what this podcast is at the end of the day, me being honest and expressing myself because you know, I don't feel like I have that many people to talk to about this stuff. So that's whatever. Um, but that's enough of my personal life. Now let's get into some fun fucking topics, fun topics, fun topics, fun, 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 fun topics. Okay. Here's the first thing I want to talk about. I just, I just want to talk about this fable. In a job that I have worked at, you know, I'm going to be super vague about this because, you know, you know, I just, I'm just, because I have to, but let's say in a previous job that I've worked at before, and I was thinking about this in general because of, you know, everything that was happening at work. And there's, because for some reason, this story came to me, this idea, this um person that I've met before at a previous job, there was this manager that apparently fucked every single female employee in the theater 
right? And then at first, I was like, as I was finding out about it, I was just kind of shocked. I'm like, whoa, what are you doing, bro? You're so stupid. But as he kept having sex with more and more female employees at that previous job, it got to the point where I'm just like, you got to respect it, man. That's like, <laughs> like at this point now, I just have respect for that person because I'm just like, how can you be so bold as to have try to like, it's almost like it's a goal that he has. He wants to have sex with every single female employee at that job that he works at. And it's just so funny, man, because it's like, yeah. And, and it, <laughs> it's just funny. Like at first I just kind of looked down on, uh, on that. I was like, that's so stupid. You're going to get fired, bro. You, you, you're sealing your job right there. But then as I thought about, as I thought about it, I'm like, Yo, that's respect, bro. I, I'm giving you respect, but here's a double standard part of this. That's obviously, you know, wrong because if a female employee did that, a female, let's say a female manager was doing that with her guy employees, like that would be the most un, the, the thing that people would hate the most, like people would, could not even fathom some, such a whore doing all of that. Or in quotation marks, but that's the double standard we have. We're like, I'm respecting the guy. I'm like, though, that's wow, that's a great goal. And then I look, and then other people will see a, a woman and be like, oh, that's disgusting. Why are you doing that? And you know, well, you just got to realize we got to keep it honest on both sides. That general manager is a thought, <laughs> he's a thought. You can't get over that. That's really what he is. He's really just a hoe. Um, somebody, a, a, you know, a, a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the perfect way to describe it. That guy's a thought. He's a thought. That's a that's gonna be a great title. It's great title, great title episode. I would say. But yeah, that's just you gotta look at it that way because that's the problem with double standards. You know, as much as I can respect them, I also gotta say, yo, you a thought, bro. <laughs> you a thought if you're fucking every female employee, especially as a manager. But you know, people are gonna do their own shit. I just wanted to talk about that fable, the fabled manager who fucks every female employee in the theater <laughs> yo that's hilarious but also sad because you know it's low-key disgusting you know that's a thought it's like are you fucking so many people bro that's thought let's thought behavior let's respect ourselves right um all right that, that was a quick little thing that i, I, ju- I just wanted to talk about because it's still funny from that previous job that person was so hilarious um all right now let's talk about some more current events. Um, I just saw this video recently of this girl who I think I don't remember. I don't. It was a radio station. It was a girl and a guy, and they were being interviewed. And the interviewers asked the girl, "Who is somebody you would uh, leave your boyfriend for? Which artist?" And she responds, um, "The baby." Now. The problem here in the first place why does she even respond in front of her boyfriend that's red flag number one but she continues they continue the interview continues guys that's not the worst part of this then when she responds that she's like oh and by the way keep in mind this couple has been together for like uh two and a half almost three years right so it's not like a casual like hanging out like they've been dating for three months no they've been together for a long time right then the fucking radio station trying to be messy. It's like, yo, I got VIP tickets to see, guess what? The baby, the guy you would leave your boyfriend for. Uh, but it has to be just you. So you either come now and leave your boyfriend or you can't get the tickets. And it's so heartbreaking because, of course, of course, 
the woman leaves the guy. And the guy's just like telling her, yo, if you leave to go see the baby, we're nothing anymore. We're done. And sadly, she follows up with it. And that's just such a sad... That's like, you know... Oh, I did not just do coke right there. I was just um, really sick for the audio listeners. But that's a sad thing right there, though. It's like, man, like imagine being, you know, and people are sharing this video kind of like, yo, females ain't shit. Females ain't loyal. Like, how awkward is this? Right. Like, that's a simple way to look at this. But think about how fucking, you know, my my brain connects this. It connects it to celebrity culture, how how much importance we put in celebrities. And just like the fact that, like, she would leave them. For she would go see the baby, which nothing is going to happen. You know what I mean? Like at most, at most, you would maybe, you know, if you're lucky, have sex with the baby. But that's about it. It's done after that. He's a celebrity. He's not going to mess with you. You're just a regular girl. But the girl decides to leave her boyfriend of two and a half, nearly three years to go see the baby. How fucked up is that? And then and even with the boyfriend saying, yo, if you go to go see the baby, we're done. And she still does it. And here's what my problem with this is. Here's what this tells me. Or here's what I would tell the guy as she leaves. I would say, yo, bro, that girl was never really your girl in the first place. You were never, you were never a good, that was never a good relationship. If she's willing to leave you to go see a celebrity for what, three minutes? You know what I mean? Like she would ditch a two and a half, nearly three year relationship just to see a celebrity. That's not going to do anything to her. The only thing, the most she could get is probably a handshake. And she decides to, you know, just throw out a two and a half, nearly three year relationship. That just shows, you know, not only how revered celebrities are and how worshipped they are, but also like, you just gotta, when you see this, you gotta see this as a blessing. You gotta see it as, thank God this bitch is not in my life. And look, I'll say the word bitch because this is a bitch. You know what I mean? Like in my definition of it, that's a bitch. Um... So if you're offended by that word, I'm sorry, but you know, I'm not using it in a derogatory way. I'm just saying that girl specifically is a bitch because if you do that to your boyfriend of two and a half, three years, you know, that's his bitch behavior. And like the guy, again, like I'm saying, the only thing I can tell the guy is like, yo, she was, she, you're, you should be glad. Look at it this way. You should be happy. She's not in your life anymore. Cut her off because that's, that wasn't a good person to be with in the first place. You know what I mean? But then, I mean, then you can get into the conversation of like, why was the boyfriend so against her meeting the baby? You know what I mean? Like maybe there might be a little bit there, like some machismo and some like ego shit. But I mean, you know, I think it is kind of justified because he, she did just say she will leave her boyfriend to see the baby, right? Before they offered the ticket. So it's not like a random artist that she wants to meet that she has no feelings for. She has, you know, she has very eloquently expressed that she would ditch her boyfriend to go meet the baby. Um, So I would say, you know, that is a a deeper topic of like, why can't she just go see the baby and not be a big deal about it? But, you know, if you just look at, uh, at the surface of this, it's just fucked up. And the only thing I would tell the guy is like, you're lucky, man. You just appreciate the fact that she left you because she was never a good girlfriend in the first place. Um, yeah, that was something that was just a video I saw that was kind of sad and kind of, you know, reinf- reinforced my feelings about 
when the women cheat or like when they do something. It's like, bro, just see it as a positive. She's out of your life. Just take that as a positive. Don't trip over that. Just she was never a good girl in the first place. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about with that video. Oh man, I'm so sick again. Audio listeners, I'm not doing coke. I'm just very sick. I'm yeah, I'm starting to feel it now. Getting a little sick right now. Um, all right, now I have you know three more topics to go. Um, and then the aux section to end the episode. But let's. So we're halfway through this bad boy. Ooh, we a lot to talk about. Maybe not. Um, Carmelo's back on the Trailblazers, everybody. Can you believe that? Who would have thought Carmelo was going to get back in the league in the first place? I don't, at this point, like, it had been so long. I feel like everybody had lost hope that Carmelo Anthony was going to come back, right? But no, the the Trailblazers got him back on his, on, on the team. And, um, they're, uh, doing, you know, okay. (laughs) I mean, and you got to look at, like, I think the record for the Trailblazers is, like, 5-9, you know, like five wins, nine losses. So they aren't doing too good. Um, and they're a good team. So it's like, you know, it kind of makes sense that they would get Carmelo to shake things up. But, you know, here's my prediction. Carmelo, at best, is going to keep the team the same. He's not going to improve the team. And, you know, at worst, he's going to damage the team. And that's something that I don't think a lot of people notice. I think people talk about, yo, Carmelo should be in the league because he's good. But, like, you got to think about this. Yeah, he he does deserve to be in the league. In the league, he's a good basketball player. The problem is, the the problem is the problems that Carmelo could cause in a team, in in everything be set off of the court. I think that's why a lot of teams, you know, decided not to take him. I think the Trailblazers were like struggling a little bit and decided to you, you say fuck it, let's just get him on board and see what happens. Uh, I just hope you know it works out for the best for them, but. I don't know. I've never been. I mean, Carmelo has is a good player, and I mean, he's he was amazing. You know, people people love Carmelo. People have a soft spot a, a soft spot for Carmelo in their heart because you know, uh, especially Knicks fans because he you know he was such a in, incredible player in his prime, but like now he's kind of like struggling a little bit, and I don't know how much he's really going to help the the Blazers, but at least he's in an NBA team now, and you know, depending on how the season goes, I think. Carmelo now has to has to prove. He has to prove that he was you know that he's worthy of being in an NBA team. Even if you don't do like fucking triple doubles every night like LeBron is doing or Luka Doncic, Doncic, however the fuck you say his name, you don't have to get triple doubles. Just you know, just you know. <sighs> fuck, what was contribute to the team a little bit? Just do that and um. That's enough. Don't overdo yourself. Just be helpful to the team and get a couple buckets, and that's that. Don't try too hard, Carmelo. You'll be fine. But if you do try too hard, you know, I don't think it might be the best thing for you. And then if, if, these, if this season he is doesn't really do good and um, he doesn't prove that he belongs in the NBA, I think, you know, I might as well retire this year because I doubt anybody's going to try to pick him up and take another chance if um, he plays poorly. Um yeah, I just want to talk about Carmelo real quick because he's, um, yeah, people are talking about him now because he's back in the league. And as fun as that is, you know, let's, I'm still cautious about him. Like, I don't know if he deserve, really deserves to be in the league, but who knows? Maybe he can prove me wrong. Um, all right, moving on to Summer Walker. I want to keep talking about Summer Walker because, man, Summer Walker just keeps having shit popping up uh, in her life. 
Ugh, Jesus. Oh, man, I am sick. I'm burping. I'm so sorry, guys. Maybe I'm just not up for a podcast. But, you know, I got to do it. Got to keep the consistency up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, I don't know what that was. Uh, Summer Walker, she's having a year. I think she. this is her year Um, in terms of not only music but <laughs> uh, shit drama that's happening to her. Um, a lot of shit happening with Summer Walker. The latest thing... Uh, Jesus. The latest thing that's been happening with Summer Walker is that we're seeing an artist, um, a new artist, is struggling with social anxiety, but is having one of the biggest years in R&B in a while. So how the fuck do you deal with that, right? Like, I think that's what a lot of people are talking about, because Summer Walker recently had been accused of doing horrible meet and greets and horrible concerts. And what Summer Walker said was like, yo, I have social anxiety. I'm struggling with this shit. I don't want to do any of this shit. So it's just like, you know, in one hand, I understand the social anxiety thing. It's like, imagine being having social anxiety and being in a super popular artist right now. Like, it would be horrible. But then again, that's what comes with being an artist. If you wanted to be an artist, this is what comes with it, especially a popular one. That's what you have to do. You just have to, you know, appeal to your fans. You have to please your fans. You have to interact with your friends, with your fans. That's just what you have to do. If you want to be a big artist, that's what you have to do. If you just want to make music and be okay, you know, and be stable but not really popular, listen, just, you know, don't do any of that other shit. Don't do concerts. Don't do any, even though that's where you get most of your money from. But, you know what I mean? Like, do smaller venues. I don't know. Figure something out to not be as popular if that's not what you want. But if you want it to be popular, this is what comes with it. And, um, you know, that's just what she's going to have to go through because I, I, I can't, t- I don't know what to tell you, Summer Walker. This is what you sign up for when you want to be an artist. And listen, there's so many people that would die to be in your position. That's the thing I would tell Summer Walker, right? I would be like, listen, I understand the social anxiety and you not wanting to play all these stupid games. Um, I mean, she even did a song about it called Playing Games. She doesn't want to play games. Um, especially when it comes to the music industry, but you got to learn this. Just look at how fortunate you are to be in the, the place that you're in, right? Like, it's all about perspective. Like, you know, when you're in that air, you know, when you're in, in this lifestyle right now that you're in, you can easily, you know, start complaining about the things happening. But I think what you got to realize is that just compare yourself to other artists who are struggling right now who were, were just in your shoes and were never picked to be as popular as you are right now, just got to compare yourself to that and be like, okay, you know, I do have social anxiety, but I'm so lucky to be in a position I'm in right now. You know, you're so blessed to be in a position you're in that you just got to appreciate that and kind of deal with it as it comes. But, you know, the the having to deal with fans and providing good content and pretty much can becoming a product to your fans, that's just what comes with the territory of being this popular, right? That's why not a lot of, I mean, not a lot of people are popular. So, you know, you are lucky and rare in that situ- in that scenario of, you know, selling that many copies, selling out so many shows. Um, so you just got to keep that in mind when it comes to your social awkwardness. Um, yeah, you just got to keep that in mind. And also, but I mean, then again, I saw a picture uh, recently of Summer Walker, like, Standing in the most awkward position you could probably stand in during a uh, a red carpet, like just with her arms together to her sides and, and hands out. 
I was thinking about that picture because people were coming at her like, yo, she want to be awkward so bad. Like, what's wrong with her? And then other people, you know, the other side is like, yo, why do we pick and choose whose mental health is important? Here's my thing with it when it comes to that picture specifically. Um, <laughs> here's what, yeah, here's my thing when it comes to that picture specifically. She, you know, I believe she has social awkward. She has social awkwardness. She has social anxiety. I believe all that, but. You have to be playing up your awkwardness to stand the way she did at that red carpet. Like, there is no way that you can just naturally gravitate to that position when there's pictures being taken of you. You know what I mean? Like, she was, you know, she's a beautiful woman that has been taking pictures before. Like, this isn't a new thing of, like, posing in a beautiful manner to, like, look pretty. Like, I knew, I think I knew exactly what she was doing. Um, maybe it wasn't in a bad way, but I do know, I do feel like she was exaggerating her awkwardness for that picture and maybe not in a bad way. Like I said, maybe she's just having fun with it. It's like, yo, I'm awkward right now. Let me express it in a goofy manner. But you know, there's no way that's actually how she truly felt that had to be exaggerated. And I just wanted to talk about that picture in tangent with her social awkwardness because She's going through a lot of that right now, and being in the public limelight can probably, you know, mess you up if you have that kind of uh, mental health issues with anxiety and awkwardness. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to talk about that with Summer Walker. And now the last topic, of course, is not a big topic. It's just something that I wanted to rant on a little bit. Look, as a per, you know, when everybody always wants to say, yo, just be yourself, you know. Don't give a fuck about what anybody says. Just be yourself. Do whatever you want. Be yourself with everybody. You know, and that's a good message and all. But don't listen to those people. You have to know when to be yourself. And that's where common sense comes into this, right? Because it's like, I know myself. I know the things I think of. I know the things I want to talk about with certain people. I purposely... You know, that's why code switching exists because, you know, that's just a common sense thing of like, you can't be yourself all the time, especially not and not with everybody. You can only truly be yourself with people you feel comfortable with. So do not force yourself to be yourself with other people. You got to have common sense. You got to read the room. You got to know exactly what to do because I hate people say, you just got to just be yourself, man. In any scenario, just be yourself. No. Know when to be yourself because when you don't know when to be yourself, you can be yourself in the wrong way and it can have negative repercussions. You got to be smart about being yourself. You know what I mean? You got to know when it is good for you to do it. I mean, it comes with like comfortability of where you're at, the people you know, the people you're around with, how they react to certain things, what push, what buttons you can push and what triggers them. You need to take all of that into account for when you want to be yourself. It sounds great. It sounds inspirational to say, oh, I just want to be myself all the time. I'm just going to be myself. My, I love myself. Myself is awesome. That's great. But, you know, that's not how the world works. You got to have some common sense and know when to be yourself. Because if you don't, you're just going to come off as, you know, a socially inept. Because there are social cues in society, you know, you know, there's a lot of fucking standards, there's a lot of bullshit that has been, you know, socially engineered by people throughout history. But you have to, in a way, play with that because you are able to be yourself and not be looked as a weirdo. Just like, again, I keep this is like the 10th time I've said it, but know when to be yourself. That's the key when it comes to 
like truly feeling comfortable with yourself and being honest with yourself and being yourself as much as you can in certain scenarios. Because again, you cannot be yourself all the time because that would just be, you would just push people away. That would be not smart. That's all I'm saying. Just know when to be yourself. Um, and that's how I want to end this episode. Eh, that was um, uh, What kind of episode? What would I rate this episode? I want to start doing this. Before I end every episode, I'm going to rate it on how I feel it was. I would say this was like a seven and a half. You know what I mean? There was a lot of moments. I don't know if I'm necessarily in the mood to... I don't think I was really in the mood to record a podcast episode. But then again, I have to be consistent. So that's what it has to be. Um, and you know, when you do something for a long time, one specific thing all the time, it, you know what I mean? It's going to get a little iffy, you know, if you know what I'm saying, it's going to be a little awkward, but you know, just have to do, uh, have to be consistent because people have to rely on your thing and that's how you grow. Um, but you know, unfortunately when you become consistent, some episodes are less good than others. Some episodes are worse than others, but you know, seven and a half ain't good, ain't bad. That's a, what, C? C plus? No, just a C. Nothing wrong with a C. C's fine. C is for correct grade. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just bullshitting at this point. But yeah, that was another episode of Empty Opinions with Eladio Polanco. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, the song I'm going to play is yet another song from um, Tory Lanez's, uh uh, album, uh, Chick State 5, at first I was listening to it, right, like, I did a review for it, and I talked about how it's very well made, but I can't see myself playing songs from it afterwards, it is starting to grow on me a lot, specifically this song that I'm gonna play, that's the Thoughts, the song Thoughts featuring Lloyd and Lil Wayne, uh, by Tory Lanez and of the Chick State 5, um, yeah, and I'm gonna play that now. That you appreciate it. Let's see if I can sing. Let's see if I can catch a melody, guys. Let's see. Because I'm kind of be a good singer, you know? So let's see if, I'm, uh, if I can become successful at it. Slowly, drifting slowly. Don't know why But since you left my bed, you're my son, don't you? 
seconds left let's see how it you know easily oh yeah very calming I like the guitar it reminds me of like a uh, the the neighborhood so the way it ends a little soft beach guitar very comforting and that's how we're gonna end this episode guys thank you so much for listening I appreciate every single one of you the listens and supports and shares uh, and uh, yeah Thank you guys so much. Make sure you follow on the Instagram, Twitters, all the links in the description. Uh, And uh, I'll see you guys the next time.